Welcome to Always Abounding. This podcast will encourage you as a believer to continue on and always abound in the work of the Lord. Now your host, Keith Stensis. Once again, to our podcast, Always Abounding. This is your host, Brother Keith Stensis, here in the country of Uganda, East Africa, since 1996. And what a blessing it is to be back with you again today. Looking forward to a great podcast as we return to the book of Thessalonians, the first Thessalonians. And uh, as you know, we've had uh, quite a few podcasts. It's probably been five podcasts since uh, we were in Thessalonians and uh, just a lot of different uh, podcasts that have come on my heart that I wanted to share with you, as well as uh, some good interviews that we've had with other people. Uh, good interview uh, there with Brother uh, brother Tasker uh, going as a missionary to the Congo, and uh, then as well uh, meeting those men up in Kalido from Illinois, and uh, just uh, sharing a little bit about with you the providence of God, the sovereignty of God, and just how God works things out. And so uh, that's the wonderful thing about having a podcast like I have is I do try to follow some kind of order and uh, and try to uh, take you through verse by verse through different books of the Bible, but uh, it is nice when you are the producer and the director and uh, you are the writer and you are, you're everything to this podcast. And so you get to do what you want to do. Amen. <laughs> and so, so anyway, uh, but it has been a while since uh, we've been in first Thessalonians. So we're going to go back to that a little bit today, but I do want to bring you up to date as to what is going on here in Uganda, what is happening in our ministries here. And, uh, and then don't forget that our podcast is all about encouraging you to always abide Bound in the work of the Lord. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 58, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And uh, truly, 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 it is not in vain. And I, I tell you, sometimes, uh, even, even this morning, uh, there was just a bit of me that, you know, sometimes you get in the flesh and sometimes uh, people discourage you and sometimes people get you down. And and uh, just for, for a little bit there this morning, uh, the, the my flesh was just like, is it is it really worth it? You know, are we really making a difference? Are we really uh, are we really making any headway? Uh, here in Uganda. And so, uh, but we are, and uh, because it's all about the Lord, it's not about us. It's not about what we uh, think is success. Uh, it is about what the Lord thinks is success. And we're just going to continue to invest our life into people and uh, endeavoring to help people to come closer and closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I am so thankful for that promise. And I have to remind myself over and over and over and over, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And uh, so so we're just going to continue on as long as the Lord will have us here and uh, continuing to try to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, our last podcast, uh, we were up in Kalido and uh, we had the opportunity to spend a week up there. Uh, with Pastor Hiltabittle and uh, had a great time with him and his brother Aaron and uh, Brother Kyle Smith, uh, who is 
from Victory Baptist Church uh, there in Illinois, and uh, just a great time of fellowship and uh, able to get a lot of things worked out and making sure we're on the same page as far as working with the different men and the ministries up there in Kalido. And uh, so we, uh, I left Kalido with those men. Uh, we left up there on uh uh, Thursday, I had to take them to the airport. Then Friday, I drove all the way back, about a seven-hour drive. Uh, on Friday, picked uh, and uh, got back here to Masaka, loaded the truck, got everything ready to go. And uh, then on Saturday, headed back up, another seven-hour drive back up to Kalido. And uh, we had our meeting up there that we usually have every single month, helping these men, training these men. We're going uh, chronologically through the Old Testament and uh, just having a, having a great time, having a great time uh, with those those guys, seeing them learn, and they're getting better and better and better as the days go by. And uh, so took them through Noah and uh, took them through the uh, Tower of Babel and uh, took them uh, in a, to kind of an introduction to the life of Abraham, the Abrahamic covenant. And uh, so just really, really had a great time up there. Then uh, we left uh, Kalido, came back to Masaka and uh, yeah, to prepare for our triannual Bible Institute here in um, in Masaka, and uh, our Trinity Bible Institute is uh, three times a year. We bring all of the pastors and church leaders from our surrounding areas here in Masaka region and uh, bring them in for one week of training, and so we had preparation for that, and uh, then on Monday started teaching and uh, had a good group of guys. I think we had right at about 40 men uh, that were here for that and uh, had uh, myself, Brother Thomas Irvin, fellow mission missionary uh, here in Uganda helped me teach, as well as several of our nationals, uh, Pastor Sabanja Henry, uh, Pastor Biakwaso Robert, Pastor Innocent uh, Kuruziza, and also Pastor Serenjoji Paul uh, were able to help me do the teaching. And we went through the first half of the book of Acts, uh, actually not quite half, but we went through the life of, uh, you know, uh, the the part of Acts that has to do with Peter and uh, the church at Jerusalem. So we got right up to chapter 13 uh, when we're introduced to Paul and Barnabas being sent out of Antioch. And then, Lord willing, in our next TBI, uh, we will uh, finish up and do the rest of the book of Acts. And so it was just a great spirit. Learned a lot. I learned a lot. Man, I tell you what, I learned a lot uh, from these different men teaching, and uh, I, I'm so grateful. I love the Word of God, and I'm so thankful that every time we teach, every time we listen to the Word of God being taught, uh, there's always more to learn. Never get to a point in your life where you feel like you've learned everything, and uh, what a blessing uh, that was. And so we had a great week, and uh, then uh, everyone went home on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, then preparing for my wife's ladies' conference. And uh, she has a, uh, every time we do a TBI with the men, then she also does something with the pastor's wives, and uh, she calls it Women in Ministry. And uh, so she's been preparing for that. And I tell you what, when it comes to preparation, my wife is hands down much better than I do. I mean, she puts so much effort and so much labor uh, into preparing and making sure that she helps her ladies out. And so really pray for her. Again, I've, I've mentioned this before. 
so many times uh, in missions, especially in third world countries, a lot of effort is placed on the men. And uh, a, for the most part, women are forgotten and uh, not much is invested in the women uh, in these ministries. And yet it's a great need. It's a huge need of uh, women's conferences and women's teaching and women training. And, uh, and so, yes, it's a lot difficult because we have more difficult because we have to work around school schedules and we have to work around the children that they have to bring with them. And, and, you know, it's, it's a lot more challenging for sure. Uh, but it definitely needs to be done. And so be praying for my wife as she teaches ladies, not only here in Masaka region, uh, but up in the Kalito region as well. And, uh, so right now my wife is busy, uh, doing the women in ministry and uh, why she's doing that. I am preparing to return back up to Kalito. And so it doesn't seem like we sit down very much. We're always constantly moving and uh, because there's always something more that needs to be done. And so you just continue to pray for us, if you will. We would sure appreciate that. One of the things that we're able to do um, right uh, before I went up to Kalito, and I'm not sure if I mentioned this in the last podcast or not, but, uh, but we were able to put another roof uh, on a church up in uh, uh, our village of Chazanga. And uh, we had a great time with that and uh, had a great report from them how that uh, people are really excited about their new building, excited about the the opportunity to be able to meet in a place that is dry and it's not going to fall down and uh, and uh, out, out from under the sun. And what a blessing that is. We also had an opportunity um, last month or last week uh, we went back out to Buzidango, where we put the where uh, when Pastor Steve Raglan and uh, his family came over and helped us to put a roof on that. And uh, what a blessing! We were, we went out there and uh, to to preach and and to see how things are going. And uh, they've already uh, dug a toilet pit latrine for their church and uh, got that all finished. And uh, the parts there was parts of the wall that had not been finished yet. Uh, uh, on the ends uh, where the roof is, and they had finished that, and so a lot of work that they had done on their own, and uh, that is very unusual. And uh, I was really, really pleased and happy uh, with what uh, what they had accomplished out there. And so pray for them right now. They're trying to raise the money for uh, doors and windows uh, for their building, and uh, once they do that, then we already have the money uh, that has been donated to us uh, again by. Uh, Trinity Baptist Church there, Brother Steve Raglan, has uh, given the money for plastering and putting the floor in. So that money is there, but we've got to wait till they uh, get the money raised to put the windows and doors in. So please pray about that if you would, and uh, pray that that can get accomplished. And uh, and again, here in Uganda, you just have to take things slowly by slowly by slowly. You can't get in a hurry. And uh, sometimes when you, when you look at the pace that uh, churches are going, uh, for us that uh, are Americans and we're used to fast pace, we're used to getting things done quickly, 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 quickly! Um, you you can't get ahead of it. You've you've got to let them do it. You've got to let them have skin in the game. You've got to let them do the work, and uh, and then uh, come alongside them and help them and encourage them wherever you can. Uh, but uh, make sure that you're not doing the work for them. So once again, we are we are busy with more than we know what to do with, and uh, but we are so glad. It is such an honor to be able to be here. 
And uh, you know, this morning I was reading my Bible and uh, in First Timothy where Paul says that he counted me faithful putting me into the ministry. And, uh, and I think if all of us were to be really honest with ourselves, not matter who we are, if you're pastoring, if you're teaching a Sunday school, if you're a missionary, whatever, I, I would think that all of us would have to admit that uh, none of us are worthy, none of us are faithful enough to be worthy uh, to represent the Lord Jesus Christ and serve him in the ministry. None of us are that way. I know I'm not that way. I'm not worthy of that. I, uh, there are other people that I believe God could use in a much greater way than he could use me. But, but the key word there is he counted me faithful. He considered, he reckoned me to be faithful. And uh, knowing he, in, in other words, it's like, it's like he's seeing my potential. He's seeing what I could be if I would just simply uh, get out of the way and let him do the work. And so I am so glad that I can say like Paul that he counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry. Uh, I'm having the time of my life and just really, really enjoying what God is doing here. And, uh, and just praying that God will give me many more years, many more opportunities to serve the Lord and uh, minister to the Ugandan people, helping pastors and church leaders uh, as they build their churches and uh, continuing to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, enough about that. And, uh, and uh, once again, if you uh, are not getting our prayer letter, we send out our prayer letter every couple of months. And, uh, but I hope that as you listen to the podcast, you're able to get a little bit more of an update and see what God is doing here as well. First Thessalonians chapter 2, First Thessalonians chapter 2, back in the 7th of April uh, is uh, when the last time we were in this book and uh, the title of the podcast was Vain Entrances. And uh, we talked about the fact that Paul said in verse number 1 of chapter 2, he says, for yourselves, brethren, know our entrance into you that it was not in vain. And uh, what a great lesson that was, uh, just reminding us that, uh, that what we do for God uh, should not be in vain. It, it should be for a purpose. It should be to accomplish something. And uh, so we went from verse number one all the way up to verse number eight uh, in that uh, message. And so we are now in verse number nine. Verse number nine. We're going to go from verse number nine down to verse number 13. And uh, Lord willing, we'll finish these verses today. The Bible says, For ye remember, brethren, our labor and travail, for laboring night and day, because we would not be chargeable unto any of you, uh, we preached unto you the gospel of God. Ye are witnesses, and God also, how holy and justly and unblameably we behaved ourselves among you that believe. As ye know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you as a father doth his children, that ye would walk worthy of God, who hath called you unto, king, uh, unto his kingdom and glory. For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when ye received the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Now, I want you to draw your attention to verse number nine. He says, for you remember, brethren, you remember, brethren. So Paul is, Paul is wanting to remind them of how they conducted themselves while they were in Thessalonica. You know, I think one of the most important things that you can invest in is your testimony. Your testimony. 
What do people remember about you? What kind of taste do you leave in people's mouths after you have come and gone? What is your what 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 is your reputation? What is your testimony? And and I realize, and I'm not trying to say that you know we have to live a life that pleases everybody. That's just that's impossible. That is not something you can do. But there is a manner of living. There is a testimony that each one of us ought to have. In, in such that when we leave a place and people remember our name, when people remember that our family was there, what is the testimony that they remember? And you, you, you've been around people uh, who have said, hey, do you remember when so-and-so visited our church? Or you remember when so-and-so visited our house? Uh, you automatically, when you picture their name, when you picture their faces, you automatically remember how they were while they were there. And so Paul here is saying, hey, you people in Thessalonica, you remember how we were when we were there. And so today I want to talk about a testimony that encourages others to always abound. A testimony that encourages others to always abound. If I see somebody out there that's telling me to do something for God, but they have a poor testimony, I'm sorry, it's going to be very difficult for me to follow their example. But when I see somebody who comes in, who loves God, who's honest, who's faithful, who has a good disposition, who uh, puts their hands in the work and labors and, and, and just leaves a good taste in your mouth, hey, I want to pay more attention to what they are telling me to do. And so we've, we've defined this church at Thessalonica as a church that uh, was always abounding and they were always going, trying to go to the next level, abounding in their faith, abounding in their love, abounding in their work for the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I, I believe that one of the reasons for that is when Paul was there for the short amount of time he was there, he left behind a testimony that encouraged this church to always abound in the work of the Lord. And so what I want to do is I believe in these verses, verses 9 through 13, Paul is reminding them of the testimony that he left with them. This was a testimony that they knew. This was a testimony that they were familiar with. And I believe with all of my heart that we need to take this same testimony and endeavor that wherever we go, wherever we go, whether we're on vacation or we go visit a church or we go visit someone's home or wherever we go, may we leave a testimony uh, of faithfulness. May we leave a testimony that encourages other people to abound in the work of the Lord. Notice in verse number nine, he says, For you remember, brethren, our labor and travail, for laboring night and day, because we would not be chargeable unto any of you, we preached unto you the gospel of of God. The first question that I would ask you today in regards to your testimony is, are you a burden or a blessing while you're there? Are you a burden or a blessing while you're there? When you go visit somebody, when you're in somebody's home, when you're in somebody's church, are you going there to be a blessing to them or are you going to be a burden to them? We've had many people come and visit us here in the country of Uganda, different church groups, uh, families, different people come. And I'll be honest with you, there are some people that came and visited us that we were glad when they left, all right? Because the whole time they 
were here, it just seemed like they were a burden. It just seemed like we were having to do everything for them. And it seemed like they didn't, they didn't have any desire to help out. They didn't have any desire to be involved. And it just, the, the whole time they were there, there was just a burden upon you. And, and then we've had other people uh, that have come and visit us and, and it, they, they were just refreshing and they were such a blessing. What can we do to help? How can we uh, get involved in this? And, and what can our children do to help you in this regard? And, 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 and it was one of those situations where they, they were such a help, they were such a blessing while they were here, we didn't want them to go. And Paul says, you know that when we were amongst you, we worked night and day, all right? We didn't expect you to do for us. We did not expect you to provide all of our food. We didn't expect you to provide uh, all of the work and labor. We didn't come there just to sit. We didn't come there just to be served by you. But he says, we came and we said, we did not want to be chargeable to any of you. We did not want to come and live off of you. And so for that reason, we worked and we labored night and day so that we would not be a burden to you. <clears throat> and in addition to not being a burden to you, we desired to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, why did he put that in there? Because I think a lot of times we as pastors, we as missionaries, we get this idea many times that because we are preachers of the gospel, we don't need to work. And 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 we we and I I've faced this I've seen it I've seen it in pastors I've seen it in missionaries we 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 get this uh, idea in our heads that we are some type of special people and because we are so special when we go to a church or when we go to a family's home uh, we don't pitch in and wash the dishes and and we don't pitch in and say hey how can I can I clean the church uh, uh, can I help in a project here what can I do here to help you out? Uh, can I help the pastor? Uh, what 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 is it that we can do to be a help and a blessing? I remember not too long ago, uh, we were back on furlough and uh, we were we were in this church and uh, this lady comes up to my wife and and uh, she said uh, you probably don't remember me but she says I remember you she says I remember uh, years ago you came to our church and we were reupholstering the benches in our church and when you came and visited us you got right in there with us and you helped us to upholster those church uh, those benches and 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 we just uh, he, she said. I have never, ever forgotten that. Now, what, what, what is that? That was a situation, that was a case where you have a missionary come in who's not just going to sit down, who's not just going to sit on the sidelines and say, okay, we're a missionary, we're sacrificing, we do all these things in, in Uganda now, we're, you, you do for us. No, leave a, leave a testimony that when you were there, you were not a burden to them. You jumped in and you helped out. You jumped in and did whatever you could to be a blessing to them. And so my first question is, in your testimony, when you leave someone's house, when you leave someone's church, are you a burden or are you a blessing? How do they remember you? Now notice it says in verse number 10, ye are witnesses and God also how holy we behaved ourselves among you that believe. Paul says, we, while we were there, we had a testimony of being holy. 
Now, let me ask you a question. When people, after people have been around you, whether you've been in their home, their church, wherever, after people have been around you, do you did you leave a taste in their mouth of holiness or did you leave a taste in their mouth of defilement? How was your how was your speech? What stories did you tell? What was your conversation like? How did you how did you act? What what did you watch? What did you do? What were you involved in? When when you leave there, Paul says, when we left, you 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 are a witness. God is a witness that why we were there among you, we behaved ourselves holy. We were, we were separating ourselves from the world. We were separating ourselves from the things of this life. And when we were there, we acted in a godly way. We acted in a godly way. What, what, what is your testimony? Um, when people leave, what, what, what do they hear you talking about? What do they hear your children talking about? What, what do they see you reading? What do they see you involved in? Do they think of you and they say, hey, you know what? When they were here, I, their, their holiness and, and their love for God and their separation was just amazing. What a blessing. Amen. Paul says, you remember how holy we behaved ourselves. Notice, secondly, he says, you remember how just we were. And so the question there is, are you fair or partial? Are you fair or partial? This was a testimony that Paul was laying down. He says, we behaved ourselves justly. We were fair. We didn't treat you different than we treated anybody else. We didn't act one way here and act another way there. We didn't expect you to do this here and then expect somebody else to do something different here. We behaved ourselves justly. We behaved ourselves in such a way that was godly. We behaved ourselves in such a way that we treated everyone the same. We treated everyone on an equal term. The Bible says God is no respecter of persons. And uh, it is very, very important that when we are there, we do not act one way with one group of people and act another way in another group of people just simply because we might get something from this group that we didn't get from another group. Behave yourself justly. So are, are, you, are you fair? Do you treat people fair? Do you, do you conduct yourself fairly? Uh, when, when, you, when you're there with your children, do you tell your children, hey, uh, when we're in this particular house or when you're in this, you know, you, you act this particular way and you behave this certain way. But then when you come home, uh, you, th- th- there's, no, uh, there's no care for that. There's no discipline. There's no, you just let them behave however they want to behave. He says, we behaved ourselves justly. We were fair to you. We, were, we, we, we behaved ourselves in a right way. Look at this testimony. Ye are witnesses, and God also how holy and justly. And notice thirdly, he says, unblameably. Unblameably. We were above reproach. There's nothing you could, when Paul left Thessalonica, there was nothing you could point your finger at and say, he did this wrong. Or he gossiped here, or he did something wrong here, or he did something he shouldn't have done here, or he acted in a certain way that he shouldn't have acted here. There was nothing about Paul's testimony when he left Thessalonica that would cause blame to be brought against he or his men. He says, we behaved ourselves. We behaved ourselves in a holy way. We behaved ourselves in a just way. We behaved ourselves in an unblameable way. We behaved ourselves. 
And, and you know, we, we, we use that term many times with our children, behave yourself. But it's a biblical term that ought to be applied to each and every one of us. Every one of us, wherever we are, ought to behave ourselves. We ought to behave ourselves. And so we need to ask ourselves the question, when I left, was I, bur- was I a burden or a blessing? Was I, did I conduct myself in a holy way or did I leave a defiled taste in people's mouth? Was I fair while I was there? Or was I partial? Was I acting in a, in a as the Bible says, in a double-minded way or a, in, in acting one way in this particular case in a different way in another particular case? Was I above reproach or was I filled with blame? He says in verse 11, as ye know how we exhorted you. We exhorted you as a father exhorts his children. We were encouragement. Listen, when, when I go to some place, uh, when I go to visit a church and, or, or when I go to visit somebody's home, I, I don't want to be there to, to just lay my burdens upon them. I want to be there to encourage them. I want to be there to lift them up. I want to be there to edify them. And so Paul says, you know how that when we were with you, we exhorted you. When, when people, when you leave their home, when you leave their presence, are they encouraged or are they discouraged? Did you lift them up or did you bring them down? Did you relieve their burden or did you add to their burden? I'm just asking some honest questions this morning. Uh, you know, we, sometimes there's people that you're afraid to ask how they're doing because they're just going to unload on you and <laughs> you're just not ready for it. So rather than say, how you doing, you just don't even ask. You know, there's just some people that are that way. They're just always a burden. They're always discouraged. They're always trying to, you know, share. Pe- and, and listen, I realize there are some times that we have to go to somebody and say, you know what, I've got a burden and I need some help and I need some encouragement. But I'm talking about when you go and you visit people and when you go and talk to people, do they, when you leave there, do they feel encouraged or discouraged? Notice next he says, you know how we comfort every one of you. We comforted every one of you. Are you a comforter or a griever? All right. Do you bring grief to them or comfort to them? All right. These are just, these are, this is a, this was the testimony that Paul left in the minds of these people at Thessalonica. And he says, you remember, this is how we were. God is our witness. You are a witness. This is how we conducted ourselves when we were, when we were with you. And we, the, these are things that you and I as believers need to constantly be asking ourselves when we are around other people, when we're at other people's houses, what have we done to be a help and a blessing to them? And he says, we comforted you. We comforted you. Uh, you. When we found out you're going through trials, when we found out you're going through difficulties, when we found out that there's discouragements in your life, we not only encouraged you, but we comforted. We said, hey, it's going to be okay. Hey, we're here with you. We're here for you. We're praying for you. We're going to do everything we can to help get you through this. What a blessing. You know, there's just some people that you're around that are just comforters. They're a blessing. They encourage you. They lift you up and you just, you enjoy, you want to be around them. Uh, You want their presence to be with you. And then sadly, there are others that you just, you don't want them anywhere around because they're just going to take you and they're going to drag you down more and more. 
But then he says, number three, he says, as you know also how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you as a father doth his children. What did he charge them with? Notice two things here that he charged them with. Verse number 12, that ye would walk worthy of God who hath called you unto his kingdom and glory. So not only did he leave a testimony of being a blessing and being holy and being just and being above reproach and being an encourager and a comforter, but he left them with a message. He left them with an admonition. He said, hey, I want to encourage you with a message from the Lord. I want to encourage you just as a father does the children, and I want to charge you that ye walk worthy. Now, this is so interesting here because how could Paul tell them to do something he was not doing? How could Paul tell them to walk worthy if he was not walking worthy? And so basically what Paul was saying, he's saying, as you have seen me, as you have seen my testimony, he says, you take that same testimony and you apply that in your life. Walk worthy of God. Walk in a manner that becomes God. Walk in a becoming manner. Walk in a biblical manner. Walk in a manner that reflects God and reflects Jesus Christ. I always want to leave a good taste in people's mouths. I always want to leave someone's home. I always want to leave somebody's presence. I always want to leave somebody's church where we leave and they say, you know what? Why they were here, they were such a blessing, and they encouraged us to be a blessing. They encouraged us to be a blessing. So Paul left them with this exhortation. Paul left them here with this, uh, this charge, walk worthy of God. Walk worthy of God. As you have seen me walk, so you walk. Verse number 13, he says, For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when ye received the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. He encouraged them, hey, this, this word that you have heard from us, it's not our word. This is, not, this is not our ideas. This is not our opinions. This is the word of God. And you accepted that as the truth. And he says, I'm encouraging you to let God's word work in you. So he encouraged them to do two things. Walk worthy and let God's word work in them. Walk worthy and work and work, letting, let God's word work in your life. What a, what a great encouragement there. What a, what a blessing. What a, and again, these people remember that. Paul's writing this letter to them, and they are remembering how he conducted himself. What, what an amazing man. We, we, think of, we think of Paul as the apostle, and we think of Paul as the preacher, and he was, but Paul was also a gentleman. Paul was a man who knew how to conduct himself with good manners, with good manners. He knew how to leave a place with a testimony that reflected God, that reflected the truth of the word of God in such a way that people were always desirous for him to come back. And when he had to leave, you find many times where people wept. They wept because he had to go. 
Paul was an amazing man. Paul was a godly man. Paul was a great preacher. Paul was a great apostle. He was a great church planter. But Paul was also a gentleman. And Paul, wherever he went, had a testimony that reflected Jesus Christ. What is your testimony? What do you like when you go out, when you're out of your home, when you go visit somebody else's home, when you go to church, when you go to somebody's Sunday school class, when you, uh, when you visit uh, another person's ministry? Are, are you just there to be blessed? Are you just there for everybody to do for you? Or would we look at the Apostle Paul and say, what a great example. I don't want to be a burden to them. So what I'm going to do is while I'm here, I'm going to do everything I can to help and be a blessing to them. If that means, if that means washing the, uh, the, the, the toilet, if that means washing the dishes, if that means sweeping the floor, if that means uh, reupholstering church benches, if that means helping to rewire a, a, a church's sign, what, whatever it is that God allows you to do, leave that place with a good testimony. We've just had a couple, couple groups uh, come in that were just a great blessing, a great testimony, and 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 we left not. Fi- uh, we, we've had we, we've had pastors come in. We just had Brother Steve Raglan and his church come in. Great blessing to us. We we've had we've had groups come in of forty plus people. We're getting ready to have another group coming up, Lord willing, in October. Uh, probably thirty to forty people in that group, and and people always ask my wife, yeah, "How in the world can you do that? How in the world can you host that many people?" And and no doubt it is a lot of work, and no doubt my wife puts a lot of effort into it. But I tell you how it's done is when people come, they come to be a blessing, and so it's not so it's not such hard work. It's not such labor because people come in, everybody jumps in. How can we help here? How can we help out here? And uh, we, we have the, the, the group Operation Renewed Hope that comes in and with their medical team. And, and I, I've never, I have never had them come. They've, they've come, th- this year will be their 11th time that they've come. And usually uh, the very minimum they'll have is, is 25 people, but uh, we've had anywhere up to 40 and 50 people come. And, and I have I've never, ever, ever, I've never had that group leave where I said, man, I wish they don't come again. They were always a blessing. They're always a blessing. I want to be that way. I want to have that kind of testimony. I want to have that kind of reputation that people, when they say, hey, uh, Brother Keith's coming to our church or Brother Keith's coming to our home, uh, people aren't saying, oh, no, not again. No, they're saying, hey, you know what? We had a great time when they were here before. I, we're looking forward to him coming. What a blessing. We're, we can't wait for him to come again and be a part of our church. That's, that's the kind of testimony I want. I want a testimony of being a gentleman. I want a testimony of being a, a person with manners. I want my family to be a testimony that, that looks for opportunities and says, how can we help? How can we be a blessing? Just because we're a missionary, just because we're a pastor, just because we're in full-time Christian service does not mean that we go in to be served. We ought to go in to serve. Amen? A testimony that encouraged this church to always abound in the work of the Lord. Paul says, I encourage you to walk worthy of God. I encourage you to allow the word of God to work in your life and change you to become what God wants you to be. Amen. And uh, what a great encouragement. And uh, and I hope that'll be helping a blessing to you. 
And uh, just simply ask yourself, you know, when you go, was when, when we were there, were we a blessing or were we a burden? Did we conduct ourselves in a holy, in, in a fair, in a just, in an unblameable way? Were we an encouragement? Were we a comfort to them while we were there? Were we able to admonish them? Were we able to encourage them to do more for the Lord Jesus Christ? And, uh, and I believe if we'll start asking ourselves the questions, maybe uh, we'll start being more of a blessing to others uh, than a burden. Amen? And uh, what a blessing that passage of Scripture is. Well, continue to pray for us if you would. Uh, we are still, still, still waiting on our residency permit. Please pray about that. That is a... That is something I'm telling you, when that thing gets approved, I am going to rejoice so loud you're going to hear me all the way from Uganda. Uh, it's just it's just that it's a constant burden. It's a constant pressure that's on your shoulders because you don't know if you're going to be able to stay longer. You don't know if you're going to be able to continue and and uh, and you're just waiting on certain papers. And and uh, so please pray, please put that as a as a note of prayer in your in your prayer life that you could pray that we would get that residency permit approved uh, so that we might be able to be in this country for another 10 years. That would be such a blessing if you pray about that. And uh, then pray coming up as we get ready to go back up to Kalido. Uh, we're going to have all of our men up there, so we're going to probably have anywhere between 50 and 60 men up there that come in for training, and we're going to continue teaching them uh, through the chronological study of the Old Testament, and so pray with us about that. Pray for our team. Uh, pray for our traveling safety, and uh, pray that we be able to accomplish what God's called us to do there. Once again, thank you so much for all of your prayers, your financial support. Thank you for your encouragement. What a blessing blessing. What a blessing you are to us. And uh, you are literally part of our team helping us to continue doing what God calls us to do. Amen. Well, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 58, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. God bless you so much. Have a wonderful day in the Lord. We want to thank you for listening today. We trust that this podcast was an encouragement to you to always abound in the work of the Lord. For more information about your host or simply contact us, visit kstensisfamily.com.